Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Your health will transform when you learn that your health matters. Knowledge is power when it comes to your health, which is why I am excited and eager to share this vital resource with you. When you sign up for my newsletter, you will be exposed to an entirely new way of looking at your health. Far too many people are unaware of what it takes to create a life filled with optimal health. And in each newsletter that is delivered in your inbox, you will be immersed into strategies that will create your ideal life. In addition, here is an important quote that motivates me daily. When you have your health, you have 1,000 dreams. And when you don't have your health, you have one. I want to enable you and all of the people you care about most to dream again. And my team and I will do this by putting your health first. Once you sign up for my newsletter, you will begin receiving a newsletter from my office every other week. This resource is absolutely packed with value and we are excited to see what you think. Be sure to click on the Health Matters link in the podcast comments to sign up. And remember, your health matters. Okay, I think we are live. I'm going to double check a couple places. I know there's a little delay. Um, hey, everybody, it's Tracy with your personal journey with food coming to you live. I'm just going to let some uh, time go here so we can see that the stream is working. Um, I'm sitting here with my guest and uh, Jerry Snyder and I, and we actually been having some tech issues, which is what makes yep. lives so fun. <laughs> So what happened to you anyway? <laughs> I don't know. My Wi-Fi just dropped and it said, lost the connection. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And I, I keep my password to get on my Wi-Fi. So, it's, you know, you know, when you need yeah. it in a bunch. So. Exactly. You know, this happened to me um, last month where it just didn't go well at all. And we right, I was right in the middle of an interview. And we're just like, okay, white flag. <laughs> we'll do it another day and that's all you can do right so anyway but yeah it looks like we are good to go um so everybody i'm tracy cromwell your personal journey with food um broadcast and um i'm an integrative nutrition health coach that means i look at all aspects of life and how they all function together to make a, a healthy vibrant you and so um, with that in mind i i bring i'm wanting to bring really wonderful guests that can help you um 
you know, become and step into that that person and that lifestyle that you've been wanting and looking for. So today I'm so excited to bring you Jerry Snyder. So Jerry is an author, an entrepreneur, a podcast host. He's also a coach and an athlete. And um, he actually has a, a degree in exercise physiology. And um, he's a high level distance runner. And uh, he and his wife, they own now a juice bar. And you also have your own coaching practice. Um, right. Yes. And so we've had the opportunity to speak several times already. And I just knew that um, we had to connect and I wanted you to meet my followers and vice versa. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we had so much um, that we could talk about. And so we only have uh, 30 minutes. So we thought uh, we were talking about um, before this, what could really um, help what we thought the best, um, you know, um, due to what's happening in the world today and also just in life in general. And so you brought up what you were doing last night, which I thought was really cool. And I, so I wanted to talk about that. So I'll let you just go ahead and and hop in on what was going on last night. And well, for the past couple of years, um, our school district here in Texas, we have a um, student health advisory council as a part of the school district. And the, the state actually mandates that every district has one of these councils. And so the past couple of years, I've been on the council. And so they asked me last night to do a presentation that they call a, the VIP, the very important parent. And it's an informational meeting. Parents can log on. Um, right now, it's all done streaming. And so I was on and I got 30 minutes to present on nutrition and how it affects your mental health, how it affects especially your students' mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, what what you can do to combat that, what you can do to help make yourself as efficient as possible at the mental level, uh, especially with everything going on right now and all the mm -hmm. everybody has and they're suffering from. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you were you were being able to speak to parents in the school, you know, and um, I know uh, what I love about what's happening with food and the knowledge of our body is that we're starting to really understand how what we place in our bodies really affects our, our ability to think, our ability to feel good, our ability just to function. Um, it can help us make us feel good or sad or, you know, all these things. And so you were talking about that. So um, I love this topic. Some of my followers know this. I have food sensitivity problems. Yeah. And a lot of those plagued me a lot when I was a kid in school. And it made school, um, you know, it's challenging enough as a kid just by being a kid. But when you have food sensitivities, you don't know about that or how they f help you, you know, um, help lead into anxiety and right gut issues. So talk about that, you know, and, and how you would be speaking to parents or, you know, those working with kids and nutrition and well, how important that is. It is tough because, um, you know, no parent wants to be told that they're doing something wrong. No, yeah. you're not trying to hurt your child. Uh, at least most parents aren't. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to be neglectful by feeding them the wrong thing. Um, you know, so it's tough. It's a sensitive topic. Um, but I think if, if people understand sort of where, where we've gone as a society with food over the past really 40 to 45 years mm -hmm. and how that's affecting us generationally, 
Um, and the easiest way to, to think about it is that, you know, and, and I saw one time, you know, somebody put a thing uh, on Facebook and it was, um, you know, a picture of a, a woman who was pregnant and then inside was a girl is the fetus and inside the girl of the fetus was the uh, ovaries of that girl developing. And it's like, you know, the woman was carrying her grandchild, you know, in her pregnancy. And so if you think about that, the food that you're eating pregnant is generationally having an effect, um, not just on your child, but on your grandkids. And so as we started moving towards more processed foods and more fast food, more grease cooked foods, it really affected more than just yourself as an individual. Um, mm -hmm female side of things, it affects that generational side when you've got that habit and you become pregnant and you're eating things that aren't good for you nutritionally. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's multiplying the effect. Uh -huh. um, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, when I talk about mental health and kids, uh, you know, one of the big questions is autism and where do I stand on it? Is it, is it a nutritional thing? Is it a, you know, uh, genetic thing. And I think it's both. I think that, uh, nutrition, the poor nutrition plays a part in bringing that out, um, for, for kids on the autism spectrum, which is why we've seen it spike so high and statistics estimated in the next 15 years. So by 2035, that one in three kids will have autism. And, yeah. you know, right now it's one in between, between what study you look at and how recent it is, it's between one in 35 and one in 50 kids. So that's one out of every two classrooms at minimum um, that's on the scale. And then, but when you think about the 40 to 45 years ago, it was like one in 400, Yeah, you know? And so it's what we're eating is playing a big part in that role because of the way your body develops um, and uses that and all the way down to, you know, the, the ovaries, you know, and what's going on inside the ovaries as far as um, the development there. So well, it's really, really interesting to me. And I remember when I was in school, you know, we learned about that, that um, the aspect of what you what what someone eats, even the father, yep. you know, the father as well, mm -hmm. you know, um, will affect the, the child. And then again, if if you have a female, you're also bringing that into the, your, yep. your grandkids. And the way you phrased it was, you know, to me, it was a like, okay, I visualized that completely. Right. You know, we know like DNA is passed on. We understand right. all of that. But that what we eat is what triggers cell response and mm -hmm. DNA response. And, yeah. um, and if, you know, you'd mentioned the, in the past, there used to be one in 400 children with autism. Now there's what one in three is what's predicted. Yeah. Is what's predicted to happen. And then we look at prediabetes, for example, where I'm, right. I'm more focused as well, but you know, one in three adults have prediabetes and right. that's a, and that, that is something caused by lifestyle. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, and it's all happening over the last 40 years. So what's right. happened in the last 40 years, right. uh, you know, that, that would do a whole, a whole other show on that. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a, it's an ease function. It's an ease of life function. Um, mm -hmm. And so as far as protecting your mental health and helping your mental health, you know, the one of the biggest keys is just slow down. You know, mm -hmm. um, cell phones are great. You know, I mean, smartphones are great, especially if you're a, a small business person. 
you know, you have access to what's going on right there at your hand. You don't have to be tied to a desk or, uh, you know, an office space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that side of technology is great, but, you know, making sure that you take that time to slow down, um, cook your meals, you know, more often than you're eating out. I'm not saying you can't ever eat out. Um, I mean, I own a juice bar. I want people to eat out, you know, but you. And it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> eat out. And, it, and, it, yeah. and so it's, you know, it's something that's a necessary part of life, but it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's sort of gone from the occasional thing back in the 40s, 50s, 60s to now it's more frequent to eat out than it is to eat at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you eat at home, you just have more control over what you're eating. And when you know what to eat and how to plan for that um, and how it affects your body. And one of the things I like about what, what you've done is, is it, you know, it is a personal journey with food, like what you eat and what I eat, you know, nutritionally, it, we could put the same exact thing on a plate and it's going to affect your body, different affects my body yes. and different affects somebody else's body. Um, you know, and so I, I think there's 90% of it is going to affect us all the same, but it's that last 10% that throws nutrition into such a confusion stage for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. knowing what those triggers are for your body and mm-hmm. knowing where your deficiencies are. So you need to, you know, some people need to increase vitamin A, some people need to increase calcium, some people need, knowing where that is so that you can, whether it's through supplementation or through just picking the right foods mm-hmm. to be able to, to be able to give your body what it needs. Yeah. I think too, we've been, um, um, marketed to in such a way that it's like, oh, you don't want to be in the kitchen. Why would you want right. to waste time on being in the kitchen? And I think too, back in the day when the world was different, and I thought about this because um, my past career used to be construction, but the kitchen was kind of off on the side and blocked off. And right. so whoever was having to cook was very isolated. Yeah. And and usually it was the mom. And and so all the fast foods started to come out or the packaged foods and things right. like that to make her life easier, which it did with time. And but then what uh, I think we got lost with what was in that packaged food and right. not paying attention. And so now it's like nobody, most people don't even know how to cook, let alone want to right. cook. And I was one of those people. I didn't yeah. want to be stuck in the kitchen. Now I'm like, I love being in there now. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it is, and it's, you know, one of the things about packaged foods is, you know, one of the scary statistics is that there's, there's a lot of antibiotics out there, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but somewhere between 70 and 80% of antibiotics that are created in our country are actually purchased and and consumed in the process by agriculture, culture, and the cattle industry. Mm -hmm. And, so all that stuff is getting into our food. Um, and even in some cases, if you buy organic, you're still getting, they may not be treating it right then, but it's in the soil. If they were, you know, a previous uh, non-organic farm, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's in the soil. And so it's still getting into the food at some point. Um, and the scary part of that is that that the average American on the standard American diet, the SAD diet, consumes somewhere around 120 grams of antibiotics a year. Explain and, why that's not, why that's harmful. Yeah. Well, as uh, first of all, most people know what a Z-pack is because if you've gone to the doctor with any kind of, you know, 
bio, uh, bacteria issue, they're going to say, okay, let's give you a, a Z-Pack and see if we can overcome that, especially if it's sinus infection and those kinds of things. Um, so it's like taking a Z-Pack a week and every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and most doctors, if they're good doctors, will tell you, you know, that you really don't want to do more than one or two Z-Packs a year, if even that many. Um, so what's Z-Pack, happening? Z-Pack's an antibiotic treatment. Antibiotic, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's happening with the antibiotics in food is that you're getting it in your digestive system and in your microbiome and your microbiome has good bacteria and bad bacteria. Well, the antibiotic doesn't know the difference. And so it's just killing every bacteria it comes in contact with. So you're basically like nuking your bacteria and disrupting the digestive process. And when most of your, your, um, most of the, uh, neurotransmitters, sorry, I was losing my word there. No, that was good. (laughs) Most of the neurotransmitters are created in your gut Mm -hmm. and then they're sent to your brain via the vagus nerve, Mm -hmm. but they're created in your gut. And if your gut doesn't have the bacteria to process the food properly, because it's got, it's being killed and it's on, it's, you know, like trying to defend itself, not necessarily just trying to process the food. Um, you're not getting the neurotransmitters that you need in there. And therefore you're not getting them in your brain. And then therefore you're getting brain fog and early onset dementia and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. And, um, mm-hmm. you're having, you know, memory issues in school, especially for students that are seeing this students that are on so that the, you know, the foods that are the the highly processed, um, the cooked in grease, because grease is is going to have those those foods typically going to have antibiotics in them when they're cooked in grease. Mm-hmm. Um, but grease itself is not good for your cells. Mm-hmm. So those things are, you know, putting a firestorm in your gut, and then of course your brain's not going to work as well if you're not getting the neurotransmitters that you need. Yeah, and and what's hard too is that. The, that um, when we kill the, the bacteria in our gut or we're eating constantly something, a specific processed food, we, we grow different bacteria. Right. And, it's, and it's the kind that will cause cravings. And, right. you know, it's very dysfunctional for us. And um, it can, you know, I, I try so hard so many times not to be on antibiotics, you know, yeah. and um, unless it's very, very necessary. And then I think about it, and I, I have probably a 90 day, replanting mindset, you know, I've got to replant these little Mm -hmm. friends that just got annihilated, which, which had to happen for some reason, you know, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to that. But what you're talking about is too, it's in our food, which means Mm -hmm. they're constantly, you know, for medicinal reasons and, and um, cases where we just have to do something like that makes sense. And then you can take a focused effort to replant and get your gut back. But you but know. like you said, and, and so like you said, if somebody's on that regular old diet and they're consuming antibiotics, well, those are the people that go in and they get their first round of antibiotics and they go back to the doctor two weeks later and they're like, it didn't work. Yeah. Because you've you've grown a sense of you've grown like a resistance to you know that that antibiotic antibiotic because you've had so much yeah. in your system. And so yeah. It's not necessarily that your your cells are rejecting the antibiotic, but it's the bacteria. It's like, oh, I know how to deal with you. Get out of the way. Yeah, you know, I deal with you all the time. I'm just going to yeah. keep growing. You yeah, know? and so you got to hit it with something harder. And when you hit it with something harder, then your 90 day reboot turns into six months. Yep. 
you know, yeah. nine months and then you're putting on weight and you're putting on issues and you're having anxiety issues because your neurotransmitters aren't in, mm -hmm. in it, and it snowballs mm -hmm. you know, for so many people, it snowballs. And what's so challenging is that, um, I think for me, I remember kind of the onset of, of a lot of the fast foods, you know, mm -hmm. but it wasn't anywhere quite as prevalent as it is today. Um, the packaged food was, you know, kind of coming out. Um, it wasn't as, it, it, I think the quality was better that, that still back then than what mm -hmm. it is today. And so, so many, so much of our population doesn't know, you know, you've grown up with it. And right. so it's, it, you have no experience with what it's like to not be on processed foods. Right. Um, these, these bacteria that kills your gut, you know, the good bacteria that help you hijacks you and then trying to get your palate, you know, right. and so, so we go back to kids, you know, the yep. struggle with parents, you know, how do I work with my child if I want to get them to, to eat nutritionally, you know, well, and they're mm -hmm. hijacked by all this other stuff. It's a right. challenge because it's, it is. it's not easy. Yep. Well, and like you said, it's, a, it, it becomes a craving thing. Mm -hmm. you know, the bad bacteria are craving what makes them successful in in their life and their you know and it's and and that's the bad stuff because that's what mm -hmm. they want um and so it is it's a it's a it's a tough um situation yeah. but you know and i'll bring up my kids that my kids are uh nine and eleven and uh we adopted both of them so we don't have like from a genetic standpoint any control over what's going on inside their body um mm -hmm. so it's not like we can say oh well I got lucky and got good genetics and so passed them on. Um, mm. But we just, we started them off on proper, you know, a proper nutrition, a proper diet, proper meal plan. And, but my son still has, um, he's diagnosed ADHD, mm. nine, nine years old. Um, and we're working with him. He's a little bit delayed in school because of it, mm -hmm. but he's not on, we, we're, we're not doing the medication and our doctor, our pediatrician's a little bit on like, he's like, he's pretty severe. You may want to look at, and I'm like, no, we're just, we know what to supplement. We know what he needs to make more neurotransmitters um, and what to stay away from. And, and by and large, it, it works really well um, for him. And to the point where he, he's, he's severe enough to the point where if he misses his, minerals and vitamins in the morning you can tell by the afternoon yeah you know and it's not a couple days later it is it's pretty pretty quick and i think what you just said is a really great example of what can happen in a lot of cases even if someone's not adhd mm -hmm. when you you know if you're not getting the right nutrients to help support your body it haywire can happen pretty fast and, um, but also what's wonderful is that by modifying and starting to, you know, I like to call it crowding in, you right. know, start adding in and trying new things. You can, you can start to reverse that gut growth, that uh, bacterial growth that messes right. with the ability to think, the ability to feel good, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, yeah. I know for me, it was hard. Um, with my kids because um, I was one of those that the parents that was like, well, if they didn't, they wouldn't make the food bad for us. I mean, right, you right. know, and, and why would, 
why would the government do that? And why would, you know, and why would the box label be wrong? And, right. and I, I was very susceptible to labeling. Um, and then I, I didn't understand how pharmaceuticals affected, affected the cells. I was just over right. there and in the matrix, you know, is what I call it. <laughs> and I wrote in the book, it was like, it's like I've taken the, what the red pill, I think it is. Yeah. Where you wake up. And it was like, whoa, you know, and I, I think back with my kids, you know, with some of the symptoms my son had, you know, and um, not knowing how to handle them and how he was on antibiotics for a while. And, right. you know, and, and um, so I think as parents too, you know, I look back on that and I, I think I did the best I could with what I knew. And, um, you know, they're both my, both my kids are great. They're both extremely healthy, eat really well, um, doing really well. So as a parent, it is hard. Yeah. Kids, you know, so we can do our best and, and, yeah. and try to um, help, you know, or even our, just our whole family through right. what we eat. Um, well, and it is, it, it, it's, you know, one of the um, Dr. David uh, Perlmutter said uh, in something I saw, he said that, you know, the big the biggest issue with nutrition in our country is that we just we learned we lost the life skill of how to eat Yeah, you know, somewhere between the 70s. And now, you know, we've lost that life skill. And so it's it's not something to necessarily, you know, be bad, be down on yourself about or, you know, uh, like you said, you're doing the best you can. It's a matter of, uh, am I, am I researching enough so that I know that I'm doing the best I can? Yeah. Um, you know, because if yeah. my sense ADHD didn't respond to, you know, the different minerals and vitamins and stuff that he's on, then yeah, we would probably say, okay, we need to do some sort of medication, mm -hmm. um, just to see what happens. Does it yeah. help? Does it not, not necessarily on it for the rest of your life? Um, yeah. You know, but there is a point, like you said, with antibiotics, there's a point where it's it's necessary to do it. It's mm -hmm. knowing, it's it's having the knowledge of how does this affect me long term. And I think too is, and and for me it was, and I know again, people are so busy. They're mm -hmm. they're, they're in their work. They're trying to care, take care of the kids. They're, you know, all this stuff comes up, and 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 I'm going to say it. I didn't want to have to take the time. Right. I didn't want to have to do it. It was a, it was just like one more thing I was gonna have to deal with. And if I can tell anybody anything, it's so worth taking oh, yeah. the time, reading the books, watching some documentaries and start, you know, figuring out how this vehicle we live in, mm -hmm. you know, works. And then it's really kind of fun. <laughs> you right. <know? laughs> right. Well, and, and to put a, a stat on there from like a, like, is it worth my time? to do that um the average american and this is like all age ranges but the average american spends almost twelve thousand dollars a year handling stress and most stress is is because we're not eating right and we're not sleeping well those two basic things um and you can add in exercise but you know it, it's it's even you don't even have to take the time to exercise if you eat right and sleep well the stress side of it's going to be taken care of um, you may not be completely healthy internally, but do you have time to cut into that $12,000 you're spending on all those things to keep yourself stress-free or handle stress, not stress-free, but just handle the stress you're getting. Yeah. Treating the symptom versus 
really figuring out why am I so distressed? And that was the other big aha for me was I would be sitting there feeling really anxious and I'd be like, God, I don't really, why am I so anxiety ridden? And, and, and then I realized now I know, well, my, my gut was messed up. You know, I think I told you I had hives the other day, you know, another confession over Thanksgiving holiday, I made a choice to have eggnog. I know I can't eat eggs. I know dairy just is not good for me. I woke up the next day with hives and I spent two days with hives and then it started to clear up. But at the same time, I was just figuring, well, if I got hives on the outside, imagine right. what the inside of my body looks like. So my digestion was upset yeah, and, and that will come across as a feeling of anxiety. It's really right. interesting. So once I started putting that together, it was like, hmm. So nutrition, like you think for your kid, your, your children that are feeling anxious and they're agitated mm-hmm. and, you know, so what's going on in their gut, you know, right. um, affecting their brain. Yep. Um, yeah. Cause it's truly, those are all symptoms. You mm-hmm. know, anxiety is a symptom of something else. Yeah. Deeper going on. And in most cases, uh, there's, there's obviously cases that are, that are outliers or that are true genetic things, but mm-hmm. um, in most cases it's food related. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And it's like, it, it, and so from a cautionary standpoint, you know, a lot of people go, okay, well, I've got these issues. I'm just going to completely change everything and take everything out of my diet and go the other way. Um, which may or may not I mean you, you could have success with that. You may not, but if you do that, you may not necessarily know what the trigger was. Right. You know, what, yeah. what, what one of those things did you need to avoid or what two of those things did you need to avoid? And yeah. You know, and, and that's a stressful thing for people because they think I have to completely avoid everything I've ever had before, which is not usually the case. Usually it's one or two things yep. that's just going to hit you hard. Yeah. And sometimes, too, let's just say you've had a lot of antibiotics and your microbiome is is uh, more toxic than not. There's what what's called leaky gut syndrome. And that's right. where, you know, particles just generically I'll say particles get into the bloodstream that aren't supposed to get there. And that will, your body is going to look at every food item on the planet as an enemy. Oh yeah. You know, and that'll cause inflammation in your body, which mm-hmm. then all your organs get upset and all of that. And so the great part about food sensitivities is sometimes if, if it's something like that, you can actually, they'll go away with oh yeah healing your body. So it's really exciting, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to think about it that way. And, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. A great visual I like to give people for leaky gut so that to help sort of explain it is that like the the gut lining is just one cell in deep. Yeah. Like it's, it's not this complicated, like your skin's got multiple cell layers. It's just one cell layer. And so what you want is we've all, you know, played that old game Red Rover in school, you know? And so what you want is you want your people right next to you, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you're tight as can be because nobody's breaking through that from the other side. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you get all spread out? That's when you have leaky gut. Like people are breaking through that chain so easily, yep. you know, and getting through. And, and that's what leaky gut does. If you have a strong gut and you've got a strong microbiome, you're tight as can be. And no matter what you eat, and this is one of the things that a lot of people think, you know, like, oh, I can't eat that because it, gave me diarrhea right away. And it's like, well, that may be the reason, 
but it, that's a good thing because it, that's that's a signal from your gut saying I'm strong as can be and you're getting right out of here yep. versus yeah. you're going to stick around and contaminate the area. Yeah. I think too, sometimes when you're repopulating your gut and you start putting the, the, the good, you know, the, the supportive food into right. you, it helps you, you can get diarrhea right away too. Yeah. Sometimes because your gut's full of the bacteria that only want processed food, processed right. stuff. And it's like, heck no. Mm -hmm. And so there's that balance of, you know, yeah. now we've got to repopulate that, you know, through prebiotics and probiotic, you know, right. foods and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah. So when we look at our, our, you know, I know we were talking about last night and you were, you were with um, the school district and the yeah. parents and stuff and, and how um, I, I just love that the districts are, are doing that and they're trying to help educate and right. And last, you know, the other thing, and it's just such a bummer, my show's only 30 minutes because we're going to have more talks, I promise. Right. That'll be really good. But I think, too, another big d discussion we could have is the availability of quality food is not right. is not consistent. And, you know, we'll go on some trips to small little towns or areas and you go to their, their grocery store. Yeah. And I think of, okay, how am I supposed to feed my family from this store and right. have the ability to give them the nutrient, nutritional foods that they need? And so that's a big issue that, oh yeah, you know, where you live or your economic ability. Right. You know, so, um, and I know the schools, they deal with that every single day. Everything. They do. They do. And, and it, it, one of the things that like, it combines the two things that you were just talking about is the, the, that transition point where your gut's going to get rid of the bad bacteria mm -hmm. and spending money on the food that you need. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get turned away from that thinking, I can't, I can't just eat this food if it's going to go right through me. Yeah. Spend the money on it if it's going to yep. go right through me. Yeah. But typically like your gut lining doesn't take that long to heal. You know, and so it's the gut lining itself. The microbiome takes a little bit more time, but the gut lining itself doesn't take that long to heal. I mean, we're talking hours. Yeah, it's it regenerating a lot really fast. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have that experience, I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's, it's you know, a pain. Um, yeah. But but push through that for a couple of days and see if it becomes better on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Your gut microbiome still needs a more time to to. To, to regenerate, but push through that initial stage and spending money on the food long-term is going to far benefit you from spending money on medication later. Yeah. I find too, um, when I'm eating more nutritionally dense food, I don't get hungry as fast. I'm right. not, I don't have the cravings because, um, right. my, my body is nutritionally dense, mm -hmm. you know, and the cells are really dense with nutrition and, right. And before I would eat, um, you know, a plate full of white, white food, which mm -hmm. doesn't mean cauliflower. It means bread <laughs> and pasta, you know, right. and, and canned pasta sauce or jarred pasta sauce. And so my body would be, all right, I just got all these calories, but I'm not seeing much nutrition here. So I right. need you to feed me again. Yep. And then you eat more and then it, it just snowballs. And mm -hmm. um, so... It was one of the biggest ahas I had was, um, wow, I, okay, if I eat nutritionally dense food, I end up eating actually less. And right. especially over time, once you're. Yeah, over time. And, and then you're not like 
like you said, I'm an athlete. I run anywhere right. from 30, 35 to 55 miles a week. Um, I mean, and, and other exercises as well to keep myself in shape. And I, I eat probably less from a calorie standpoint than almost everybody I know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's dense. It's exa- I, it's exactly what I know my body needs. Mm-hmm. So that I'm using every, every little ounce of what yeah. goes in me. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Could I sit down and eat like crazy, you know, as far as amounts of food? Sure. I could, because I've got the energy to do it. And mm-hmm. I, I would, I could probably burn that energy off through my exercise, but I don't need to. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's the other fun thing. We we'll have to write that down as another topic, yeah. you know, as, um, you know, eating for performance or, right. you know, even, even if you know, you have a test coming up, you got a big, mm-hmm. the bar exam or whatever, and you know, it's in a week, you know, and maybe you've been studying crazy, but you, you know, how can you support your brain to be right. thinking clearly, you know, through food and, you yep. know, you can prep for stuff like that, which is kind of, it's really, um, one of the things I started to do, I haven't done one in a, in a couple of years, but it was century rides when I was getting myself out of, out of my pre-diabetic state, mm-hmm. I, I was at the gym spinning and I saw a sign, a big banner go up in the spin room and it said, take the ride of your life. <laughs> and it was the tour de cure. And I used to bike yeah. all the time when I was really young. And so it was really funny. I just thought I saw myself. I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go big. I'm not going small. You know, that's me. I'll jump right. in. Yep. And so that first one I did was 70 miles. And I was just like, cool. And I was like, okay, I got to do a century. So I did the century rides and then it yeah. got kind of fun. I was still doing a bit of the yo-yo dieting though. And so I was trying to starve myself through the ride thinking right. I'll burn calories and I'll get rid of the, you know, and, and oh my gosh, well, it, I tanked so bad. Yep. <laughs> was You know, it was a great learning experience, but then I learned how oh, yeah. to, how to eat in preparation and so it can be fun you know figuring that stuff out yeah it can and it and it does it's there's a lot of similarities to how athletes do it to how you know the average person should do it as well like you said because um you know you're prepping for a test or you're prepping for a big presentation or you know how do you calm that anxiety and calm those nerves and and food's a part of that yep food and you know mindset focus yeah so, ah, well, it's, we've been on 35 minutes. <laughs> can't believe it already. Yeah. So, yeah. So just let's do a quick recap of, you know, what we talked about today. You know, what are some points you would like to leave with everybody um, for this one session? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that uh, what you eat affects your microbiome and to know that you've got that going on in your body to know that there's bacteria back there that you do want. And that's what's creating the neurotransmitters in your brain. You don't just have an, an abundance of those just sitting around, floating around, just in your brain, just, you know, I'm going to use them today. I'm not going to use them tomorrow. I mean, it's you have to constantly create those um, and mm-hmm. use them. And so, you know, it's sort of like going to get firewood. You have to, you have to know where to go get the firewood to be able to keep your fire burning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so if you stoke, your gut microbiome with the right stuff, it's going to keep your brain working well. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so worth, it is so worth learning oh, what oh, that yeah. is. I promise everybody, you know, I've been on the other side. A lot of you know that I've been in the cloud. I've been, yeah. 
feeling horrible, you know, most of my life. And I, you know, uh, my hope is through what I do and what Jerry does that we can reach as many people as possible to help that that change happen. And so I know I put in the comments, but it's kind of buried, not in the comments, but in the post, um, how people can reach you and, yeah. um, you know, get a hold of you. But um, just to read so, um, <laughs> I'm on Facebook at All in Health and Wellness, um, all spelled out. Um, I'm on Instagram at All in Health and Wellness. I'm on Twitter. I'm not as, as frequently on there, but All in Health Well, because their things are shorter. So. <laughs> Tried yeah. to keep it similar, but it, it, yeah. it doesn't let me do that. Um, yeah. And of course, they can reach me. All, I mean, my, my website's allinhealthandwellness.com. They can, um, you know, find information about book, my podcast, how to email me from there, that kind of stuff. So yeah, and you have a book yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. book in the the book and the podcast. The book I have out right now in the podcast are both called the same thing: confidence through health. Um, and I have another book coming out hopefully within the next ten days. My publisher has said awesome. so. We're Hopefully at those final stages of we don't think we're going to find anything else that needs to be fixed. Oh, I, yeah, saw that. Out, so. <laughs> I know. I know what that feels like. Yep. I was, like uh, there's gremlins that live in there and they, yeah. they'll put something back that you, mm -hmm. you know you fixed. So, right. <laughs> anyway. yep. Okay, Jerry. Well, um, hang on. I'm going to close uh, the sure. live up, but don't go anywhere. Thanks again for joining sure. me. And um, oh, fun. Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. And um, yeah, we'll talk to y'all soon. Okay. Bye. If I can do this. Hello. I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.